Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of That's Debatable, where I, Creed Finnefrock, and me, Miles Avalis, uh, debate and bring interesting facts to you about different subjects throughout the world. Um, and this week, we're doing a more relaxed episode where we're just going to be talking about video gaming and esports as a whole. Um, and this one is going to be more of our own opinions, whereas usually we'll have a, we'll present, we'll take one big issue and then take we'll each take one side and you know present you know those. the drill yeah you know the drill you've listened to us for what four weeks now this is our fourth yeah yeah um so we actually also switched up our schedule so we'll be doing one week we'll do a main big subject where we did like the homeless shelter then denuclearization and then the next week after that we'll be doing a more relaxed episode where we'll be talking about random news or a more relaxed subject, as in video games this week. Um, yeah. And those are going to be more opinionated um, just from us. Um, and so you'll get to hear more about what we, we think in some of these more relaxed situations. Um, so we'll be switching off every week. So next week, we'll cover another big subject. Um, and so anyways, uh, this week, we're doing video games. Uh, first up, are esports a sport? What do you think, Miles? uh no no okay why <laughs> I, I um, need to hear your reasons when i think of a sport i think of like something that's athletic like cross country or basketball or soccer but okay. i don't know video games doesn't really fall into that for me so then what about chess that is recognized as a sport throughout the world um, really yeah chess chess okay. is a sport yeah most most board games are you know, well, not most board games, but many, many are recognized as some sort of a sport. Um, it's pretty interesting. If you look up the list of sports online, um, is some of them are pretty surprising. There's like log rolling and cheese rolling and there's like cheese rolling. <laughs> yeah, it's basically they have this massive uh, not block, but like roll. I don't know. What are those circles of cheese? And they'll roll them down the hill, and then the people have to sprint down the hill and get the cheese and whatever. It's uh, people actually get really injured from it. It's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but um, I think that's just people that aren't good at sports, and they have, they're like, I have to be good at something, and so cheese rolling. <laughs> that's what I'll do. I mean, sure, cheese rolling <laughs> sounds real fun. <laughs> yeah, so I, I get what you're saying about the athletic type to it but i think that even though it's not an athletic sport i think it still is technically considered a sport and i'm i'm okay with that like i i don't want people to be like oh i play a sport and then be like oh yeah i do league of legends or whatever i i believe that most sports um should be considered a sport if they're athletic and you know there is a lot of hand-eye coordination type stuff with esports and you know it is pretty exhausting for many esports players but it's not it's not physical in the sense of um like actually working your body super hard it's more it's more of a mental push through some of these things where it's you know you're playing video games for who knows how long like eight ten hours a day that's i mean as as we've all experienced even staring at a screen for that long on a zoom meeting or whatever can be stressful and tiring and you get off of those and you're like oh man i i just want to go to bed so there's a lot of hand-eye coordination in esports. Um, there's the mental push and 
dealing with having to look at electronics constantly. And then there's, you know, hand motion, um, you know, reactivity type stuff where many esports players can get a lot of hand and wrist problems. Um, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. I, I don't mm -hmm. think I would consider them a true sport or like an athletic sport in a sense, but um, more of a mind and reaction type sport. Um, like yeah. there's many different types. So if you look up uh, on, so it says card games, uh, some card games are considered like a sport. So poker in, in a sense is considered a sport. And then there's, uh, you know, esports. Fantasy, fantasy sports are somehow considered a sport. <laughs> That's um, interesting. Which, which is interesting, but it, it, it is a competition. Yeah. Um, and then there's like speed cubing. You know, I guess like that solving Rubik's cubes really fast is yeah. considered a sport, but it's not. It's not like the sort of thing that's like, oh, this is so taxing on all my <laughs> muscles or whatever. It's I know. I mean, have you seen more some of, of the hand thing again? But as as in esports, it's a lot of the hand motion and yeah. analyzing your cube and then figuring out what to do from there. Um, you know what? I, you know what I've heard though is chess grandmasters burn like a ton of calories whenever they go up in a match because of all like the brain power they're exerting. Wonder really? something that's like that. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe wonder if there's something like that for video games. Maybe that would be interesting, but I don't think there's as much brain power going into some video games as, as chess, but who knows? I mean, chess is a really fun game. Um, yeah. I play that a lot. I'm not super good at it though. Anyways. Um, so I think our esports is sport. My, my final consensus is that they're, they're like a half sport. They're, they have athletic, they have the competition and then they have some of the wear and tear, but it's not, you know, it's not, none of it's really real world type stuff. Yeah. And it's not, you know, the most taxing thing where it's like, you know, tennis or football or whatever. So yeah, it, it's probably not, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it is as taxing as even bowling in some senses. <laughs> it's it's bowling, a competition, but it's not yeah. a sport. Yeah, it's definitely, I, yeah, I call that a half sport. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so what, what do you think, Miles? Is that, can you yeah. settle on that? Yeah, I think that's pretty sound analysis. Yay. All right. All right. <laughs> so up next we have, will esports become mainstream? And if so, could they surpass regular sports eventually? Yeah, I think that esports are already going mainstream in a sense. I mean, there's, you know, on Twitch, there's a lot of streamers who do esports a lot. Um, yeah, that's not really it's, mainstream. I, I know, but like, but then there was the, um, you know, games like Fortnite have had massive competitions, and you know, winners have been getting three million dollars and upwards. And they've had massive amounts of people watching um, online through streams or through an actual TV service where they're hosting these, you know, competitions. So I, I think it definitely can become mainstream. Mainstream will they per will will they surpass regular sports? Uh, I don't think they'll surpass the biggest sports. They may pass some of the smaller sports, but I, I don't think so. I think regular sports are going to have their hold for mm -hmm. a while, especially like soccer. 
biggest sport in the entire world. I don't think that's going to get passed up by esports anytime soon. As for the first question, will esports become mainstream? I would also say yes. Like you look at someone like Ninja, he at least got huge business deals back when he was yeah, at his yeah. peak in popularity. And so I think that trend will kind of continue. And that we'll see other games, not just Fortnite, that will take the spotlight in that kind yeah. of way. I mean, like uh, Rocket League, we've had that one. There's League of Legends is one of the biggest ones. I don't know much about that game at all, um, which is kind of funny because it's like, you know, all my friends are talking about it and I have no clue what's going on. Yeah, I don't think they could surpass, yeah, like soccer or football, as you said. Mm-hmm. It's just there's so much of a culture already built up around those sports and they're more official. Well, gaming is still getting started. It might take mm-hmm. a few decades for any real progress to be made in that way, I guess. All right. Um Let's see. What do you think will be the next stage in the evolution of gaming? Like what's, what's coming next? What's the next big thing? Mm. And it can be something we have now, um, but just a bigger version of it or a better version. Maybe something like augmented reality. Do you think that, do you think that could be viable for games? Yeah, I, I guess. So, so what's the difference between augmented and virtual reality? Well, virtual. Explain that real quick. Virtual is everything around you is uh, fake, or it's yeah. it's made up by the computer. Whereas augmented is there are some things in front of you that are not in the real world, but there is a camera or some way that you can actually see the physical things that are around you. So, kind of combines the elements of. CGI or computer with the real world. Yeah. So augmented reality would be more like Pokemon Go. And yeah. then virtual reality would be something like Beat Saber or whatever. So, I, yeah, I think that works for the next stage of evolution in gaming. I would say virtual reality might become bigger than it already is. I think it would be kind of cool to see like an actual... Um, like that go a little more mainstream if if they were able to make it so that it could track your body movements in a way so that you can actually interact properly with everything in a virtual reality world i think that would be really interesting to see um have you seen ready player one miles uh i've heard of it but i haven't actually watched the movie okay so it's so it's a book and a and a movie um and it's basically this world, it's this dystopian world where people would rather live in virtual reality than real life. So they spend most of their time in virtual reality. Um, and some of the stuff in that book and movie are just super interesting. And if some, some of the stuff in that movie could be incorporated into what we have already, um, and that, that stuff is more sci-fi and random, mm-hmm. but it, I think a couple things could probably be sent over in a sense. Um, and I think that would be a real boost in the evolution of gaming. We could see more competitive VR games. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be really cool to see. You know, one cool virtual reality game that's out now is Star Wars Squadrons. It's not many people play it, like a pretty small community. You're basically in the cockpit of a TIE fighter or X-Wing in the Star Wars universe. And 
you can look around in space and stuff and it's pretty immersive experience i haven't played it myself but i know people who have and they say it's really cool that that sounds really cool um i want to try it out now um (laughs) all right next next big question of our many big questions um should high schools have esports teams? Should schools in all have esports teams? What, what's your take on that, Miles? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, yeah, that'd be really cool. But how do you choose which sports you're going to do? Yeah. I guess just whatever the kids have an interest in. That would make sense. Yeah, I, I think, I, I don't think they're needed, but I think it would be kind of cool to see them um you know many colleges have esports teams actually which is pretty interesting so there's like each college might have a group of you know 10 players who are like actually really good at the game and want to join a league or whatever and so they join in with all these other college teams and they'll play you know games and matches against each other and they'll have a season in a sense um i I think that would be pretty cool i don't I, I once again don't think they're needed, but I think it's a cool a cool idea. And as you said, you know, it would be kind of interesting to figure out how that would be managed. If if it's high school, they have to have some sort of coach or adult um, as a proctor in a sense. So I know that Mercer Island actually has a Rocket League esports team for their high school, um, which is which is kind of funny because I, I never heard about it before until a couple of days ago That's cool. um, but yeah that so there's that and then there's dealing with other schools and what what do they want to do so I think a lot of it right now that's going on with stuff like that is more student students pushing it instead of the school pushing that anywhere or promoting it so yeah and like let's be honest the adults probably aren't the best coaches for the kids in video games i I know like (laughs) i watched a rocket league video of an esports team and the coach Mm -hmm. he was lower ranked than his players it was kind of embarrassing that's funny um oh yeah um once once the next couple generations start popping up like i think our generation is going to be a big generation for pushing this type of stuff i think once new generations come around and some of the games that we've been playing for a long enough amount of time, if those games are still around, we might actually have some sort of big sport out of them or e-sport out of them. Um, and then we'll have, you know, previous pros or actual good players, you know, coaching. Um, so, so I think as time moves on, more and more schools will have esports teams, but I, I don't think, I don't really think they're needed. And another big difference between like video games and sports is that sports stay the same over time, pretty much. Like there might be a new rule added here and there, but overall, it's the same games that are going to be popular year after year. Or mm-hmm. games, it's more trend based, and there are thousands of games that a high school could choose from to play. And so, would it yeah. make? as much sense but i think it could still work and if a high school did choose to have an esport team they would have to choose a team 
for a game that they know is going to stick around. Something, something that's not, you know, trend based, as you said, there was fall guys for a while. I'm not 100% sure if you guys have heard of it, but that was, that was like a massive, massive game for about one or two months. And then all of a sudden it just disappeared. Like no one, no one was talking about it anymore. And people just, you know, lost interest in it. So it was a really fun game for a while and then it disappeared. So if, if high school and college teams did, did have an eSport, they'd have to choose it for a game that's going to stick around something like rocket league or, you know, I don't know if Minecraft could have an eSports team, but that would be kind of fun to see something like super smash bros. You know, that's, that's going to be around for a long time. Mm -hmm. So for sure. Um, so our next question is, will kids today continue to play games as they grow up? Um, this is an interesting one because adults of the past generation did play video games like Pac-Man, I guess. I don't know. Pac-Man, Mario. Yeah. But it wasn't viewed as something serious, really. It was just kind of. Like, I don't know, playing like Candy Crush on your phone, basically the equivalent of that. But now it's more of, it's a bigger commitment, I guess, for some people and a bigger part of their lives. So I think kids, as they grow up, will continue to play. I think you can already see that with millennials, for example. Yeah. And you can also see it with, you know, just throughout all generations, in a sense, video games have become so much more popular um there's adult fans going to some of these matches the esport matches and it's it's kind of funny to see because there'll be people that i would have never thought would be interested in this type of thing and i see them watching a you know an esports match or whatever and i'm like oh that's that's funny so i think it's becoming you know a bigger thing and because of that it's it's going to keep happening i think we're going to keep seeing people playing video games i think um, there's, there's going to be, I guess, once people hit their twenties, maybe I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Maybe they'll, you know, drop video games a little bit cause they'll have other things to take care of in life as in, you know, paying for their, their self and college and whatever. So that, that might take away some of the interest in playing time, but I, I think it's gonna, video games are going to just keep growing and People are going to keep playing them. Yeah, that seems like it'll be the case. All right. Um, our next question is, are multiplayer games better or story-driven, like single-player games better? Have you played any of the? Oh, man. I have played both of those um, many times. So uh, for the single, like, story-driven games, some of those games would be like Mario Odyssey um might be like a pokemon game you know i i I grew up playing soul silver on my ds um so that that's kind of what i think of first is like a story driven game where even though you have a lot of freedom in the game it is there is a start and a finish and it's uh you try to get there as soon as you can or as and make it look as good as you can um but then there's multiplayer games like you know super smash bros um, Fortnite, you know, all these other things. And I think it's kind of interesting. Minecraft, that kind of falls in the middle a, a yeah. little bit. You know, they have stuff like Bed Wars in it. Um, 
and you can do multiplayer, but then they have an actual story. So it, there's, there is a bit of an in-between. And personally, I, I like story-driven games a little bit better, but I think there are many multiplayer games that, that are good and, well, like extremely good, extremely fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, like Rocket League is <laughs> one of my favorite games to play. Yeah, Rocket um, League has become a common theme in this podcast. I wonder why. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe it's because we both play it. <laughs> Are we both good? No, but... Um, <laughs> well, no one's good at rock. No one's good at that game. I, I don't know. I mean, some people are just okay. insane. Yeah. But definitely, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm working on it. But anyways, yeah, yeah back to the question. I, my personal choice, I'd say story-driven games, but there are many, many good multiplayer games and games that fit the in-between. Yeah. Okay, so Creed mostly comes at this from like a Nintendo perspective because he, he has <laughs> well, a yeah, Switch. Yeah, because Nintendo is more of a single-player type console. Yeah. Well, has always been a single-player type company, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like when most people think of like a single-player game, they probably think of like... Halo or Dark Souls or those more traditional high graphics games, you know? Yeah. I've only played one game that's kind of like that. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I'm a big Star Wars fan. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty cool game. It, it's really interesting to get invested into a story where it's not just about the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like you're living through a movie almost. And I think for that time while you're playing it, single-player games are better because they can just captivate you more. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they pull you into the story. And with single-player games, it's, you know, you don't have to be good immediately. Mm -hmm. It'll teach you as it moves on. And then you can go back and beat the game again, but faster and better this time. Whereas multiplayer, it's more... You're just thrown straight into it, and then you mm-hmm. have to deal with all these insanely good players just destroying you from the start. Yes. And you're like, "Oh, this is this is rough." I still think I'd probably prefer multiplayer though, because of how much more time you can put into it. Because for single player, you play the story once or twice, and then maybe you get bored or something. But with multiplayer, there's always like ways to get better. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a real real sport in that sense yeah i i think with uh single player games i'm, I'm gonna go to uh, super mario bros the original b- version here um with that there are people who have become so captivated by it though that they just play it over and over again it's people who are beating the game in under five minutes um that have gotten it down down that far and it's you know they'll just play for hours and even though they know every single thing about the game they know every little glitch they know every single hitbox or whatever it's still so fun for them because then they figure out ways to beat their previous time in that game or you know if you're just starting out a single player game and you find something that's like a hidden secret you know that's that's one of the coolest things that can ever happen in in a video game sense so that's that's part of why i like story driven games a little more because they you, you can speed run them in a sense 
<laughs> that, that's part of it. Speed running is cool. But, um, and then there's the finding all these hidden things and learning more about these characters and, you know, incorporate having a more, more of a relationship in a sense, whereas someone's not going to feel as connected to, let's say a Fortnite character or whatever, <laughs> as, yeah. as you are with like Mario or whatever. So, yep. Yeah. All right. So the next question is, do video games teach the positive values of physical sports, like teaching hard work or good sportsmanship? Hmm. <laughs> do you want to take this yeah. one? Yeah, I mean, uh, we might need to work on the sportsmanship part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's online. People can just hide behind that shield. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it really teaches sportsmanship i guess it is kind of what you make it because there are some like nice people but then there's also people that aren't so nice and then but i think it may teach hard work i'm not exactly sure since i mean (laughs) i don't know it's kind of hard to measure hard work and how each little thing is impacting you but i think it could like in rocket league again there's there's always ways to get better and mm-hmm. just how good you are depends on how driven you are to succeed. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah. Um, I think they, they can teach actually, I, I do believe they can teach good sportsmanship, but it is, it, it's less of a big deal. I'd say in esports or video games, um, and I, I think it can teach hard work. It can, you know, teach people to, you know, hey, keep going even when it doesn't feel fun or, you know, you've, you're trying to get to some certain level in a certain game and, you know, you keep failing and then you just keep going and you finally get there and it feels great. Um, but I don't think it teaches actual hard work. Like if with, with actual athletics, you know, there's – you'll be – pushing yourself in every aspect of, you know, Hey, I'm exhausted. I can't run anymore. Um, and there's still 30 minutes left in my soccer game. Uh, well, you know, you got to push yourself. You got to get through. Maybe if you, you know, you might be able to get pulled off a little early or whatever, and, mm-hmm. but it's still keeping yourself going and pushing really hard. Um, I think it doesn't really teach you that, um, especially the physical aspect yeah, maybe not... maybe your hands will get tired. It's like writing an essay. You aren't gonna go, you aren't gonna say that's teaching you hard work as much. But um, I mean, the essay might teach you hard work. I don't know. That seems kind of important. No, I'm saying like you know how when you write an essay and then your hands are like in so much pain afterwards, and you're like, mm-hmm. who writes essays anymore? With like, uh, my sister had an essay test yesterday. Wow. Yeah. With, with like pen and pencil. Yeah. Man, that that's rough. I can't yeah. imagine writing an essay anymore without being able to delete stuff and copy I know, right? and all that. I, it must be like, <laughs> I just said it must be, I know what it's like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of cool with staying electronic for some of these things. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I like being able to relax a little bit yeah. when, when I'm writing. For sure. Yeah, I personally don't believe you can learn that hard of work. I, I think you can learn 
to grind and to keep going, but I don't think it really teaches you like actual pushing your physical limits as much. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Cause in real sports, there's like physical and mental and they both combine to bring the most out of you. Like in cross country, there's not a race where you don't go a hundred percent. And by the end you feel like, throwing up sometimes I, I don't know how you do cross country yeah it's I'd, hard. I'd prefer to run a mile or less so yeah I mean you do wrestling that's kind of the same way well yeah but it's a it's a little different it's not I mean it's it's extremely tough but it's not I, I guess it's mainly just me not liking running <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> with gaming I don't think there's as much as the combination of physical and mental even mm-hmm. even if you just count the mental, I don't think it's yeah. There is a lot much. of mental push. In I don't think it's game. as much though, even because at least for me, when I think of like what do I value more, like getting better in Rocket League or having a good cross country, like there's there's no competition really. Yeah, man, I just really want that getting better at Rocket League. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I see what you're talking about. Um. All right. Next question. This one's a, well, let's see. These next three, our final three questions are a bit more heavy questions in a sense. Uh, All right. When does gaming cross the line and become an addiction? Mm. (laughs) I feel like I should have prepared for this. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think, I mean, this is more based on our own opinions, but I think Man, on this one, it's a, it's a hard thing. I think once you can't really function without playing video games, like, you know, if you're constantly thinking about them, I think that is an addiction. If you're, if you're placing video games over yourself and others, it's definitely an addiction, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, playing it an excess amount of time is definitely, in a sense, addiction. Um. What would you call like an excess of time? Okay, so I, I was raised different from most people. I was allowed to play 30 minutes of video games a day, um, Monday through Saturday, mm-hmm. and no games on Sunday. So most people, you know, get an hour or so a day. So some people don't even have restrictions that I know. Um, so for me, I'd say if I play more than two hours a day, because that 30-minute rule has changed now because I'm older and so are my siblings. But I'd say if I play more than two hours a day um, for like a whole week straight, I'd say it's starting to become a problem for sure. Um, But then some people, I mean, they'll play for like six or eight hours or play through the night and then have to go to school the next day. I'd (laughs) I'd say that's for sure. That's for sure a problem right there. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, a lot of people don't want to admit this, but I think it is easier to get addicted to like video games than other things in life. I don't, I don't know exactly why. Maybe it's like the visual stimuli. And I think they design these games to make them somewhat addicting. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with what you said. I think it's when it occupies like most of your brain space. When you come home from school, you think about playing the game like right away and then you go to bed at night 
and then think about playing the game. And then when you wake up, you think about playing the game. Like, yeah, I'd say I'd say that's excessive. Um, that is at that point. Yeah, for sure. Like once it once it gets there, there definitely needs to be something done. I think a lot of uh, gamers have have, have that, that sort of thing at some point. Yeah, yeah, at some point. Like I remember back in maybe two or three years ago when Fortnite was still big. At one point, I was like somewhat addicted to that game. <laughs> Because I don't know, I, I was never no, any Miles, good at that. Though you fall into the dark <laughs> side. <Aww. laughs> I, I probably got like four victory royales at most, like during my oh, whole time. Well, that's more than I never got a single player victory royale. Oh, what? Yeah, my brother actually got a victory royale once with zero eliminations. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> don't know how he did that. So, yeah, to wrap up that question. I think gaming crosses the line and becomes an addiction when it's all you think about and yeah, you just play for way too much time. Yeah. For me, I'd say it's when not necessarily all your all you think about, but when it's what you mainly focus on and what you're mainly wanting to do. And there there is the part where, hey, maybe you're actually insanely good at it and you can make a job out of it. I wouldn't necessarily call that as much of an addiction because, you know, if that is your job, then I guess it makes some sort of sense. But if, yeah. you know, if it's just, you know, something you do to relax and then you are constantly playing it and it's, you're mostly just thinking about video games, I'd say that's definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. Speaking of problems. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so do you think toxicity is an actual problem toxicity in video games um yeah i'd I'd say it's a bit of a problem i mean part of it is i guess toxicity is going to happen anytime in life but i think it's over it's happening way too much in video games um because people can just be hide 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 behind that screen of theirs um so I'd, i'd say it's a problem for sure. Yeah, some people would say, well, you can just block that person. What would you say about that? I mean, you can, but there's going to always be more people who are going to do that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'd say I'd say stuff like that is definitely a problem and there are ways that companies are trying to avoid it. Um, you know, they have added mute buttons, they have added blocking buttons there's you can report um there's all these there's all these things you can do but i think it's especially a problem where you know hey let's say your five-year-old sibling is playing online Mm -hmm. and there's like this 20 year old guy who is really annoyed that your five-year-old brother isn't good at the game but doesn't know your five-year-old brother's a five-year-old and so he maybe says something or you know is extremely unkind and so that, that, that is a problem because it's putting that kid in a situation that, you know, can, can feel very hurtful um, and can be very upsetting. So, and then it's just showing that that person who's being toxic is super immature, but <laughs> yes, I, I'd say it's, it's a problem. I think there are ways that it can be avoided and that companies have, uh, 
really helped get rid of some of that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything to add. I think that sums it up pretty well. So well, look at me. It's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, our final question for today is should little kids like that five-year-old you're talking about, should they be playing video games? I think that there's ratings on games for a reason. Um, so I think a lot of it is up to the parent of, of the child. And I, I really think that there should be games that should, I, I really think that there are games that should be avoided um, until you're older. Um, because, you know, there's things in games that as, as an adult or, you know, a teenager, you, you can understand and be like, hey, this is a video game. You shouldn't do that in real life. But then, you know, a young child isn't really going to interpret that the same way. And they might be like, oh, hey, someone did it in this. And if that's repeated a lot through different games or whatever and what they're experiencing... I think that could be a bit of a problem. So, and then there's, you know, video games can be addictive. And so you don't want little kids growing up just only playing video games or thinking about that. So I think, I think it's fine for them to play video games, but I think it should be restricted and maybe monitored in a sense, not like restricted as in, you know, you can't play it, but, um, it parents should be careful with what they let their kids play. There's definitely games out there. You don't want your five-year-old to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think even with the most innocent game, I think there needs to be a time limit or some other kind of restriction that won't stop that, that will stop them from playing all the time. Because if you're a little kid, you, little kids tend to get obsessed with things you know and so i think if you're exposing them to this like two or three hours a day mm-hmm. then, then that would kind of skew their goals and focuses in life yeah i i think two to three hours a day is probably enough for anyone <laughs> yeah but that that's mostly just me yeah i think that's uh big issue i think that could actually become a full a full subject in i think it would be fun to do a a big show on that one but you know mm-hmm. i i think we covered that pretty well through this short amount of time we had to do it that pretty much wraps up the show for this week doesn't it i think it does all right well thank you guys for listening to that's debatable on 88.9 the bridge uh, once again, this is Creed and Miles, and keep listening um, to 889 The Bridge uh, with music conversation that spans generations. Also, make sure to keep your eyes peeled for a That's Debatable podcast coming to a Spotify near you.